It's time to support your favorite MLB superstars and let your voice be heard with the 2024 MLB All-Star Ballot presented by BuildSubmarines.com. Oh, what a shot. That's right. You get to help choose the starting lineups for the Midsummer Classic and decide who represents your team at the MLB All-Star Game presented by MasterCard this summer in Arlington. He makes the play. So make your picks today at MLB.com slash vote. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I think, you know, it's it's hard to, to look at all these, like, post-game pressers under a microscope because we understand that emotions are raw. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has said repeatedly he's not going to hold the team hostage. He's got to, you know, make some decisions about his future. But... I thought it was interesting that he said he thought this team was a couple pieces away. Whereas, you know, that could mean that there's guys that are developing and they become those pieces next season. I just, it, the expectations that we had for this roster going into the season and the product that we saw on the field for this entire season, it's kind of hard to, to feel like they're, they're as close as maybe they think they are. I mean, I don't disagree, but like, to me, that's just like Rogers avoiding the question which is, I don't care how many pieces you think you're away from this thing. You could say that every year when you lose, oh, we could have had this, we could have had that. You didn't do, you being Rogers in my mind, didn't do what you needed to do with the pieces that you have. Like he was playing the way he wants to play again, regardless of what the situation called for. And it's mind boggling to me. And I saw these stats and I want to like, read them off because I think they're just so telling of this season. And again, this is not like, I'm not blaming the loss on Rogers. I thought he didn't get any help with his offensive line. Obviously like the run game couldn't get going there. There's lots of things here, but his passer rating went from last year, 111.9 to 91.1. So we're down over 20 points. He was 79.3 in the fourth quarter 73.8 inside the 10-yard line, 76.2 on third down, 73.4 on fourth down, 81.4 against the NFC North, 82.1 on first and 10. So that's his best so far. And when he holds the ball over two and a half seconds in the pocket, 83.6. That's bad. That is not good. There is not a single triple digit in there from Aaron Rodgers. So when you don't have potentially the supporting cast that you need, just these superstar players, you basically have Aaron Jones as the one superstar. I'd say he made a bad mistake in this game, didn't show up. A potential budding superstar in Christian Watson, who I think did everything that was asked of him in this game when he got the ball. He had over 100 yards. They just didn't get him the ball enough, in my opinion. You need Rodgers to be perfect. Like with this supporting cast, you were banking on MVP Aaron Rodgers coming back. And this game was your bad choking Aaron Rodgers. Like that clutch gene that he used to have in the fourth quarter. And you're thinking about like these Cowboys games where there's like a minute and 10 seconds left and all you, but that's gone. And I don't know if that's his age, the decline, whatever it is, it's gone. And this team just needed to play better everyone on the field all 11 of them needed to play better because Aaron can't carry you anymore and he tries to and then he throws a pick because he, he isn't that guy anymore yeah I thought it was really interesting too that after the 
the game he was talking about how he didn't like the play calling on that final drive and that's you know what led to the interception and again it just feels a lot like scapegoating and we talked about how Matt LaFleur has like a bag of tricks for everyone on the offense and then we get into a game like this and it seems like the bag is empty or you know the yeah. tricks disappear and you know you're not it's like you said if if you looked at you know the stats for guys like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon you could tell right away that they lost the game, like the number of reps they're getting. Um, even looking at the Packers' drives, like their first drive, first quarter, they went 75 yards, walked away with a field goal. Their- 46 of those, by the way, come off a penalty. So not because the offense did anything. Right. And, you know, their one touchdown, 83-yard drive. But they're they're taking like eight eight plays going 36 yards and kicking a field goal, taking seven plays to go 25 yards and settling for a field goal. Like, if the, the offense, you know, not to harken back to like Jordy Nelson, because obviously Matt LaFleur didn't get to coach some of these guys, but it's like you said, what Aaron Rodgers used to be so good at and what the offense used to just inflict fear upon yeah. their opponents by doing, they haven't been able to do. And they've got the guys to do it. You know, MVS was the deep shot guy a couple seasons ago. Devontae Adams, you know, is one of one with the the kind of career arc that he's having. Aaron Rodgers has the pieces to be able to do a lot of things on this offense and something's just missing. And I don't know if it's the play calling, the execution, the the audibles, you know, the getting on the same page, but the offense is just not what it was two years yeah. ago. And I think this offense, at least against Minnesota, like showed that they, what they can be, which is why this game was so frustrating. They were, I mean, I love Matt. I will defend Matt LaFleur to the end there he is safe as a head coach in my book because I quite frankly would really like to see him coach a different quarterback just to like get a gauge on what kind of coach he is I just don't think you can like accurately assess him but I will say he made some bonehead decisions in this game yeah like some seriously bonehead moves um I wouldn't have tried for the field goal the 53 yarder I I would have punted um, there's no reason to give, look, I know Mason had made a couple of like 40 yarders. Fine. He made the big one last week. Don't, don't risk giving the lions good field position. It turned around and bit them in the ass because they were able to score three points off of that. Like the fourth and fourth, awful. whatever that was like, first of all, if you want to call that, give it to your fastest man. I, right. Like, yep. Don't give it to your six five like blocking wide receiver slash like basically a tight end. Like I'm sorry, that's not Alan Lazard's strength. At least give it to Christian Watson. Give it to Aaron Jones. Like my God. But here we are. They did do a QB sneak later, and I was like, okay, you couldn't have just <laughs> so done it does that. work, <laughs> right? You know, like the play calling when I get will harp on the red zone for the end of time. I think, but like the play calling when we get down to the red zone, abysmal. I just and like again this is it's hard because I also think the offensive line like I said earlier did no one any favors in this game I mean Rodgers got sacked on something that like was just not his fault right like they just did not block Aiden Hutchinson I don't know yeah. why you do that but you get down to the red zone and you're at what first and goal from the five and you can only get two yards three yards like that's on the coach to me still because this has been repeated now where the red zone is just off. And like, again, I didn't think that this Packers offense was going to go on some kind of beautiful run to the Super Bowl here, but 
you don't deserve to be in the playoffs if you score one touchdown a game and you have like this many weapons at your disposal. And like, I know I'm ragging on Aaron Rodgers because he's not playing his best, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. He should not have one touchdown in a game. Yeah. And I mean, thinking about, you know, what we know would have been the matchup. It was just really hard. Even when the Packers were winning against the Lions, I texted my dad and I was like, I don't want to go to San Francisco. I know that there were subset of the fan base that was like, we're going to exercise some demons. Like if you're in like a Cinderella, you're writing a storybook. Yes. That would be the path that you would take is they'd go and they'd win in San Francisco. And, you know, you'd beat, you know, Mike McCarthy's Cowboys again in the playoffs at some point, like you could, you could write a storybook ending, but that was not going to happen for a, a team that, you know, on both sides of the ball, Nick Bosa, that front would have just decimated Aaron Rodgers. And then defensively, you've got Debo Samuel, you've got George Kittle, like, it was just not going to happen. And I think, you know, we'll we'll spend a lot more time in the, the coming weeks now that we have an entire offseason to kind of mull things over. But I think what's so tough about this loss, too, and it's the same conversation that we have every year when the season ends, whether it's abruptly, or when you can see it coming is a lot of these guys won't be back. And, you know, you can exclude the quarterback from that. Whatever happens with the quarterback position, there's a lot of other players on this team that won't be back. So if you thought you were a couple guys away and you're close these last couple of years, you're getting further away now. Like it, this team is, it's, it's going to be. The window is shut. Like the the window is officially shut. And I don't want to get into this in this episode because we're going to have, like you said, lots of time for kind of like a moratorium on this team and what it means moving forward. But this was it. Like this, you saw it. Rodgers and Cobb walked off the field together arm in arm. Like they know that this is kind of the end of an era. Whether Rodgers comes back next season or not, it is the end of some kind of era. And they just like petered out, just like disappointingly, meekly petered out against a Lions team that's ascending, that played with heart, that came into their house and said, you know, you've been our big brother for over a decade and we're over it, you know? So I I just hate, I hate seeing it. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.